Yep. You guys know what time it is. It's your guy, Just, and welcome to another edition of the Daily Knicks podcast. On this edition of the podcast, uh, you know, we're just going to be talking about the draft fallout, kind of what's to be expected of the team so far, and kind of just the reaction of, you know, what's happened during the draft. So it's just your boy truly on the mic alone. So you can just kick back and listen to me. And uh, yeah, we'll get it done. Make sure you strap with the Tims. Let's get it. Uh, three days after the draft, um, just a Sunday afternoon, talking to you guys just about, you know, what took place and kind of, I guess, everything that kind of fell out from the draft. Um, and more importantly, you know, what's about to happen a week from uh, now. I'm recording this on a Sunday. You guys will hear this on Monday. Um, and just the idea of that. The franchise is now in position to completely shift and now change for better or worse. Um, so RJ Barrett got to third overall. No um, surprise there. Um, this guy Iggy, I'm not going to try his last name right now because I'm probably going to botch it. Um, took him, traded up actually with Sacramento to 47th to um, draft him. So those are our two picks. Um, and then the third main headline out of the draft, night was that Nilakina appears to at least be safe for now. Now, what does all this now mean? Uh it's you know interesting now the this I guess the conversation has now quickly shifted over to free agency and the fact that everyone doesn't believe that the Knicks are gonna get anybody significant that's gonna come help them at least next season. Um whether that be Kawhi, KD or Kyrie. Um, that aspect of the team we'll talk about later in the podcast, but for right now, having RJ Barrett, the guy that everyone appears to like and love, you know, it's a little bit of a mixed feeling in the sense that one, it at least appears that the Knicks really wanted him. The anecdotes that are coming out after the draft is that, um, Fizdale, I'm um, sorry, not Fizdale, maybe Fizdale as well, but at least Steve Mills and Scott Perry spent a lot of time with this guy, including, inviting them over to their apartments, watching finals games. It seems like he was really the guy all along that they wanted to target. And to talk about, you know, the why, you know, guys like Kobe White and Darius Garland came in for quote-unquote late-night workouts and everyone kind of got up in arms about it, it clearly was to do due due diligence, I can talk now, Um and to see, and there's nothing wrong with always having a look at a guy, having a conversation and building a, a rapport. You never know what's going to happen. This league is completely fluctuating all the time. There might be a case where the Knicks could add Kobe or Darius or even Jarrett Culver <clears throat> to their roster in the near future. If a trade happens, some guy requests out, you always want to have a good standing, not only with the players, with the players' agents especially when you're in a city like New York. If this was a team that was doing a late night workout for a guy and it was someone who wasn't necessarily in New York, like if it was the Suns or the Spurs or whoever, that might spark a little bit more of a concern just because 
their facility isn't there. The draft takes place in New York. They have it's not that hard to go upstate to have a workout with a guy the day of and get right back down to Brooklyn by seven o'clock or whatever time they had to be back in the green room. So with all that being said, um evaluating RJ just as a prospect in himself, I think that he is a Good player. I think it's a guy that um, will definitely be able to score immediately if, you know, it's just him. Um, can get to the free throw line. He doesn't shoot the free throws great. Um, but at least is a guy who is competitive. And that's the, the main thing I believe that's Perry and Mills were going for in this draft was getting guys who want to compete. Um the Knicks have done a lot of losing over the last few seasons, a lot of losing. And a lot of that losing can become contagious. If it's like, all right, I can just spend my time here. We're going to lose a bunch of games. I'll get traded or I'll leave in free agency, go to another team and build up my case to be a regular case player somewhere else. That's not, um, that's not good. There's no, I understand that right now, the one thing the NBA is trying to do is disincentivize losing. For the longest time, the Knicks have been trying to take advantage of their losing. And for right now, it appears that they are trying to never go back to having um, a tanking lottery type season. Season. Um, I definitely do think RJ will come in and definitely get immediate impact because he'll be able to put the ball in the hole, something that the Knicks were awful at last year. They ranked last in offensive efficiency from a year ago. Um, it'd be interesting to see how Dennis Smith and RJ kind of play off one of another. One of my biggest concerns is the style of play that they, those two guys particularly will kind of show, you know, Dennis Smith's strength is getting to the rim, finishing within contact and taking long twos. It's also a little bit of kind of what RJ does as well. It's just RJ is about four inches bigger than Dennis Smith Jr. For them to be able to play well together, they're going to have to lock in defensively and be able to stop other guards from getting into the paint. Now, it's be good because if you project the next season, if Knox and Mitchell are both starters with them, those guys are perfect to pair with those two players. Knox, a guy who can come off screens, run around the court, catch the ball, shoot threes, doesn't necessarily need the ball in his hand, but can definitely be a good complimentary offensive player and then you have Mitchell who's a guy who's focused on his defense doesn't need the ball necessarily it can catch lobs and put backs and things of that nature to be able to help both those guys when they're you know getting to the rim and whatnot the issue for the Knicks next season is basically going to be who's going to play the four now the candidates for the four spot last season was just a revolving door. It was Lance Thomas. It was Noel Vonley. Um, I think they one game they played Enos Cancer at the four. Um, Knox played a little time at the four, starting at the at, at the four. They really don't have a good guy right now on the roster to set to at least you could think start or probably even play. Um, Lance Thomas's option will probably be declined in the next couple of days. Um, so he'll probably be out for, for at least that spot. There's some reports the Knicks might want to bring him back at a very low cost. A lot of Knicks fans probably shriek at that idea, but 
you know, we'll see what happens when we get close to the date. Um, Noah Vonley, who a guy who played the best of the guys there, I actually wouldn't mind the Knicks brought him back. Um, despite what happens in free agency, you know, um, with whomever, I definitely do think that he's a guy who's still under the radar, won't command that much money, but could you give him potentially like a, maybe a three-year deal for about $15 million of like a sliding scale, like a non-guarantee at the end. I don't know if Novali wants to buy out three of his years. I think he's only 23 years old, but it's something that we'll see if we even get to, but um, they can definitely be two exciting players that we have and definitely will fill up the box store. You got to love the fact that the NBA already, the first game of summer league, the Knicks will play will be against Zion Williamson. And it's going to be not only important just for the Knicks perspective with RJ, but we're going to see like how Zion goes against Mitchell, because there's going to be a lot of times where, you know, Zion's probably going to have to play Mitch in the sense that Jackson Hayes wanted the pick from the, uh, uh, from is that's going to new orleans he's his he isn't with new orleans yet just because his trade hasn't been compromised yet so i don't know if he's gonna play for atlanta who is a team that technically drafted him or if he's just gonna sit out uh you really don't know what's gonna do just because of the lakers trade all that stuff can't be finalized till at least the 6th of july and the summer league game starts the 5th so Mitchell versus Zion, it won't be like that kind of matchup. It'll be Zion versus RJ. That's how it'll be billed. But that will be definitely a great test case to see how those two guys, how those two will actually want to play, you know, when they're playing against each other for the first time, you know, ever. Um, Even though it's just a summer league game. Um, So now I'm going to just transition over to, to Mitch. Not Mitch, I'm sorry. To transition over to Frankie and to see how that's going to play. So, Neil Kina wasn't traded, um, despite a lot of rumors and reports and things out there about the Knicks wanting to trade him. Now, two things that can be peered from that. It looks like no one in the league was willing to give the Knicks something that they apparently wanted. Um, It was reported by Ian Begley that the Knicks were looking around like a second-round pick to take Neil Kina. Um, his value is, like I said before, why I didn't really want the Knicks to trade him at the point. His, his value is dirt cheap. And for a team to want to give a second round pick, even though, you know, they were flipping second round picks all over the place. It doesn't appear that this tr- uh, trade of Neil King would happen until maybe before the beginning of the season just because a lot of people want to see what they can do with their draft picks. Um, a lot of people want to see what they want to do with their cap space and who's going to be able to come in. So it might be a little bit clear of a picture if they want to bring in someone like Neil Aquina. Two other bad things that happened for the Knicks in this trade was the Magic already got their reclamation project in Markel Fultz. So they seem to be off the table, who was a reported team to want um, Neil Aquina and also the Suns doing a bunch of other stuff. Um, they already drafted Ty Jerome in last um, night's draft and are hot and heavy for D'Angelo Russell. So it would make less sense for them to want to give up one of their second round picks for that. And, you know, they made a bunch of picks and trades and trade backs. The Suns were all over the place. So what does this now mean? 
Lee Aquina, as a report right now, will not go to Summer League, which he shouldn't. He's a third-year player. Third-year players do not go to Summer League. They shouldn't go to Summer League. Um, and his hexing date is still out there. Um, will they pull the trigger before his um, for the season starts, or they're going to be able to pick up his option? It would make sense for them to pick up his option, um, just so the fact that if he does get traded, the team that has him can still, you know, have him on relatively cheap value. Um, so it appears that the Knicks would pick up his, or it makes sense that they would pick up his option. Um, but you never know um, what this regime is going to do. This this tug of war kind of with Neil Aquina and how he should be on the roster, or he shouldn't be on the roster, what the Knicks are actually going to do with him is perplexing in a sense that they are now at a crossroads of their season because if they get, you know, let's say Durant and let's say they get a bunch of like role type players to play with, you know, the kids, quote unquote, you know, it would make sense for the Knicks to keep him because they can keep him. He can play, you know, the winning, I would assume the winning would be better, but you can have him. You can show him out. If you still want to trade him at the deadline for whomever, you can still do that, get him back, and you can still make some um, profit off of him. If the Knicks just get, like, let's say Kawhi and Kemba, then it's more like we're in a winning mode. We're not into developing anymore. You can just get out of here and send him along for a bag of chips if they can even trade him. But – Throughout his tenure, the Knicks have done a terrible job in actually picking and defining what he actually has to be. Um, his first year, he didn't really get to play. He's playing behind Ramon Sessions and Jarrett Jacks. Jarrett Jack. I'm going to say Jarrett Jackson. Jarrett Jack. His next season, they have him, but then they bring in um, Emmanuel Moutier for him to play with, kind of. So then those guys are kind of all playing together. Then his next year as he's now playing with Moutier and and himself, they're both playing, they also bring in another point guard in Dennis Smith Jr. They've never given him the full autonomy to run the offense, either as a starter or as a guy coming off the bench. Now, he's a terrible offense player. We've gone through this all a bunch of times. I would, I would stand up for keeping him, but I don't see a place for him on the roster, especially if, let's say, you know... Dennis and RJ are the two guys pegged to be starters. They have um, uh, Kevin Durant ready in the fold. And let's say they want to potentially sign a George Hill to be the backup. George Hill makes more sense as a backup point guard as opposed to keeping Milikina and still trying to figure out what role he is going to play, especially if you have veterans on the team. So I don't expect, just because he's safe for now, I don't expect him to be on the roster at the start of the year, um, I definitely see a possibility of him getting moved um, after, you know, all the trades are finalized and free agency is finished. I could definitely see him being traded later in the summer, um, but it's just something that we have to look at and see where this merry-go-round finally stops between the Knicks and Neil Aquino. All right, take a quick break and be back to talk about free agency.
All right. So June 30th is just around the corner. Um, it'll be here before we even know it. And the rumors will be flying all this week. This is going to be the week full of rumors. Everyone's going to be prepared, locked in, and hear what everyone needs to hear. Uh, so if you guys follow me on Twitter, which you guys should, it's at JustinCred92. I've been kind of trying to detail where guys, I think, where, where guys will go and where guys won't go. As if when it comes to the Knicks, I think their plan of action, like we said before, has to be trying to convince Durant and getting Durant first to come to the team. Now, the issue isn't necessarily with signing Durant. I think signing Durant actually would be the easy part of this transaction. The hard part, or what the Knicks would have to do, is deciding what to do with the rest of the cast base. As much as I would love for you know a big time guy, Kemba, Kawhi, um, I was even still Kyrie, Clay. I mean Clay's hurt, um, so I can't take him off the board. But any of those top tier guys we would like to be on the roster, I can't see any one of those guys willing to risk not only just a year potentially of their prime, but that KD won't be the same, and how that how everything would then flip and then be all the pressure would then go to them so i as much as we would like it we would see it getting durant i think effectively kind of kills any type of deal of getting a second superstar um unless they just believe in durant that much that they're willing to wait a year and to see what he does when he comes back Um, but i would still go after durant and then the second part would be figuring out to do with the max space i would definitely try to sign um as much as people, it's funny, like, I, I've been seeing now conflicting reports of, like, do the Knicks want Julius Randle? Do they not want Julius Randle? For me and my money, I would definitely try to sign Julius Randle to maybe a short-term deal with a lot of money sliding. Like, again, a sliding deal. Could you give him a potential uh, Derek Favors-type contract with a lot more money? Um, you would think that that's probably the deal he might be looking for. In that vein, um, could you then give him, let's say, $21 million for one year? And let's say it's like a two-year deal, $21 million, and then let's say it's $15 million the next year that he can either take or decline. It's a player option, 15 So that's $36 million. So $36 million, two-year deal. Does he want to take that? If he doesn't want to take it next year, he can decline it. If he plays better, all-star, gets even more money, can he then flip that and say, I want to make even more money and then put the pressure on the Knicks to potentially re-sign him? That's a deal that kind of makes a lot more sense. And then you would still have about 15 to 14 more million to spend on shooters and getting guys to be able to play, you know, coming off the bench and playing for guys. Now, it's going to be... Interesting how the Knicks actually proceed with this, um, just with this move, because one argument is, is that they want to try to potentially tank again. They don't sign anybody major or they get Kevin Durant. They don't use that money anywhere else and just tank and get another player. The tanking, quote unquote, needs to stop. You cannot, not only for your fans, but just for your players, especially set an expectation of losing. You can't because just because your team stinks and then you get something, the lottery has just shown, they have just shown you that tanking does not work. It will not give you what you think it will. 
Okay? It won't. And like we've just seen how the Knicks plans just two weeks ago have completely changed to something else. This league is changing all the time. So relying on a draft or tanking or, you know, free agency, if you want to extend that far, it's not going to work. Um, it is about making smart, intelligent moves and be able to use them for better stuff. Also, is it possible for the Knicks potentially take on, like we said before, a potentially bad contract and able to get a pick and then reuse that stuff to trade for something else in the future. That can also be part of their thinking as well. Maybe like we said before, um, Marvin Williams, Tyus Jones, who doesn't look like he has a place on the Suns, but the Suns already traded away some of their picks, but maybe we can get something back from them. We'll see. Um, But the summer is definitely going to be interesting. Um, If I could just show my prognostications where I think everyone will go. Obviously, Anthony Davis was already traded to the Lakers. I still believe Kevin Durant goes to the Knicks. Um, I think Tobias Harris stays, actually goes to Denver. Jimmy Butler stays with the Sixers. I think D'Angelo Russell will go to Indiana. Um, Kyrie will go to Brooklyn. Kawhi, I think, will stay in Toronto. Um, Chris Middleton, I believe he will go to Dallas. Al Herring, Al, Herring, <laughs> Al Horford got my Al's mixed up with the guys in Boston. Al Horford is kind of the wild card. Um, where him now, you're hearing rumors about him now going to the Mavericks, but that would be a really weird kind of lineup looking for him. Um, I don't see where he's getting four years, $100 million. Uh, it doesn't. I don't know which team's going to do that, uh, but you would consider that he would want to go c- contender. Um, would the Clippers do that if they strike up? It's like they already have guys, you know, big guys in the paint that they kind of like. Would he go to New Orleans with that, you know? Uh, Al Harrington was – he kind of shocked. I did not think he was going to opt out and then – it looks like he's definitely out of out of uh, out of Boston, or maybe he goes to 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 the Nets with uh, with Kyrie because they have two guys. They can just plug those two guys in, and then they have their have the team from there. Um, so it's going to be interesting summer. Those are just some of the guys who I think where they will go. And let's just uh, got to embrace what's about to happen, Knicks fans. So I appreciate this little short mini pod. Um, definitely going to have a pod. Middle of the week, try to have someone come through and just discuss free agency a little bit more in depth. And yeah, thank you guys again. This is Daily Nick's podcast, your boy Justin. Peace.